And welcome back to the ATP Circuit Cafe in 2024. Yes, you are with Lewis and I am presenting to you all the updates from the Australian Open daily this year. Quite a task, one might say. Ash Williams and David Zeta have inspired me to get back onto the ATP Circuit Cafe as I did 10 episodes last year and teased that of Hawkeye deep diving into Juan Martin Del Potro's career. Unfortunately, he is not at the Oz Open. Neither is big Aussie John Millman, who has been told thank you and goodbye by Tennis Australia. He failed to pass qualifiers, losing to Alex Molkan 6-3-6-4. believe in the first round of the qualifiers. And a, a nice tweet from Tennis Australia saying, or maybe the Australian Open, sorry, saying, cheers, Johnny, see you later. This is after beating Federer at the US Open not long ago. Johnny Millman deserves a lot more respect, the Technofiber user. And this is the ATP Circuit Cafe where I just crack straight into it, really. Day one, starting on a Sunday, I've really just woken up from a nap, grabbed my Zoom recorder and microphone, headed into my shed, yelling into the mic as I am doing. But I've had an, I've had an increased demand to get back onto the, onto the microphone, really. People have missed out on the ATP Circuit Cafe. I've had quite a bit of feedback recently. And yeah, just not good enough from me. So I'll, I'm back and I'm doing it daily. This is, the, this is happening. One tournament that did happen before we get into the Australian Open was the United Cup. The only thing I'll talk about in the United Cup is a Demon Ord defeating Djokovic. Who else did he capture? Zverev. And there was one more. And I've, yeah, it's just gone off the top of my head. So he beat someone else. I'm pretty sure maybe someone in Britain. Um, but absolutely played off his nuts. Demon did. And he's got Rayanich in the first round. This is, could be a tough one, but I really just think three or four balls into the rally and Demon has got him covered. The Demon is, is very hyped up going into the Australian Open from these victories, but he is aware of the media and the pressure that it comes with, and he is just taking it day by day. So what happens to the Demon over the next two weeks, we will see. We know that he's got a relatively tough schedule, though. Well, forecaster's schedule, got to get past Rayanich in round one. Let's just hop back to Adelaide for a second. We saw Yuri Lehechka take the title over Jack Draper. That is my hometown, Adelaide. We were sent the uh, second week, just like Auckland were, the 250 uh, leading up to second week of January, leading up to the Australian Open. And I got to see Alexander Bublik play. So that was probably some of the most entertaining tennis I've ever seen. If you've seen some of the highlights, including the chip-eating moment and... The handle-hitting moment. Yes, I was in the crowd for that. That was good. Thank you, Father. And we saw Chilean, and we saw Chilean qualifier Alejandro Tabilo claim his first tour-level title at the ASB Classic over Taro Daniel. This is an Auckland ATP 250 that occurs at the same time as Adelaide. It was interesting. He, um, no, I believe Taro Daniel actually took out Ben Shelton, who was the prime favourite to win this tournament leading up. But let's talk about the curse. That is, you win the tournament leading up, like the very week before, and you're likely losing the first round of Australian Open. That's why all the big names don't play these big tournaments, and Adelaide got Tommy Paul this year rather than Djokovic, Medvedev, etc. It is 8.02pm currently at Melbourne Park. Dino Prismich is versing Novak Djokovic on centre court and has lost the first set 6-2. Nole's looking great with a couple unforced errors in the first game. Then I fell asleep. Now I've woken back up. 
Dino Prismich is only 18. This is an absolute moment for him that he will be relishing for the rest of his life, being able to play Serb Novak Djokovic on Rod Laver Arena Centre Court. Could it be Novak's 10th title this year? I reckon probably, unfortunately. And I say that because I'm sick of him. I'm sick of the utter decimation. I've just thrown my phone across the room. It's, it's upsetting to see. It's really not. It's, it's admirable, really. I just I think Alcaraz won't beat him this year in Australia. Is it Alcaraz's first Oz Open? I'm not sure if that's a if that's a wrong claim, but I think Novak's got the vegan in him. I think he's going to do it. But I wouldn't be remiss to see a five set blockbuster. That would I'd be licking my lips for that. And one person we can't rule out of any Australian Open is Daniil Medvedev. He is the dark horse for me this year. After having a disappointing Australian Open last year, losing to Sebi Corder in three sets, although Corder was in the form of his life before the wrist injury. We'll go off the top. Straight from the start, Alexander Shevchenko went down 6-3-6-3-6-1 to Juan Monar, who advances to the second round, and Matteo Arnaldi took the better of Adam Walton in three sets as well. Yannick Sinner was one of our first top seeds to really brace the court. Rod Laver Arena taking on BVDZ, that is Botic van der Zanschlop. From Netherlands, 647563 as a lovely plane goes over my cranium. Pavel Kotov took out Arthur Rindanesh in five sets, 6 3 in the last. Well done, Pavel. And Francisco Sharandula took down qualifier Dane Sweeney. Where's the mullet gone, Dane? If you had that, I reckon you'd be back on it. But I see that you've matured on John Kane Arena. You look great and you will come back to the Oz Open firing. Francisco Sharandula is a tough first round matchup for somebody who's just played three qualifying matches and won them all. So congrats to you, Dane. Francisco Sharandula, let's see if you can pull it out on the hard court, as he is a clay court maestro, that man. As is many Argentinians, really. We saw an upset in Marin Cilic, who's on the comeback trail, really, but Fabian Marcheson, who we know who has great talent after taking out Alcaraz last year in a I forget which tournament really, but that was on clay court if I remember correctly. But the Hungarian took out the Croatian Cilic in four sets on show court two today. And I was on the edge of my seat watching Andre Rublev versus Seboff Vild. It's not wild, it's Tiago Seboff Vild on Margaret Court Arena. Rublev obviously thought the match was over after he'd won the first two sets, but Seboff Vild did his thing that he does against top 10 Russians, what we saw beating Daniil Medvedev in the uh, Roland Garros first round last year. He took Rublev to the fifth, and Rublev came back from 4-1 down in the super tiebreak to win 10-6. Rublev plays with way too much emotion. I think he could do with Escalada Pram. He'd be off serving aces pretty much every time. He said in the, in the post-match interview, he said, when I was 4-1 down, I think my mental was gone, and that actually helped me loosen up. He said, okay, it's not my day. I don't win this game. He ends up coming back and wins eight of the next points. Like, come on, Rublev. Seriously. When he gets his head in it, he'll win a Grand Slam on Drebel. Jasper De Jong took out Pedro Kachin in four sets, and Czech Thomas Marchak took out Shintaro Mochizuki in three sets. We saw Sebastian Bays defeat JJ Wolf in a walkover three to love in the fourth set. Sebastian Bays being the 26th seed and JJ Wolf unseeded. I'm pretty sure he had a decent run last year. Four for quarterfinal, fourth round. But that was in quite a light part of the bracket. Christopher O'Connell prevailed against Chilean Christian Garen, who has been in a Wimbledon quarterfinal before against Nick Kyrgios. 18 aces to 13 aces. Going to pull that stat out because it was a five-setter and they're both quite smaller blokes with not the most powerful serve. So 
you could tell the weather was getting to them. I flicked over to that channel a few times. And we've still got four live matches currently in TFO to play later in the night against Borna Corridge, which is a matchup, and that's on Margaret Court Arena at 8 p.m. approximately. We've got matches on John Kane Arena currently going on. Taylor Fritz, the 12th seed, has been taken to the fifth set by Diaz Acosta, the Argentinian. Quite an upset prevailing over there. Daniel Alahi Galan is versing John Kubler currently on the show Court Arena, and Quinton Hallis and Lloyd Harris are going at it. Hallis v. Harris, quite a good matchup. I just checked uh, Sportsbet, unfortunately, before that one, and Lloyd Harris was actually paying $1.30 to Quinton Hallis's uh, $3.30, and I thought, well, they're really writing off Quinton there. I don't think the sports bettors are aware of uh, the powerfulness the Frenchman can have. He really did take it to Djokovic in the first set of the Adelaide International 2023. Almost had him on the... Did he win the set? No, I don't think he won a set, but he had him on the ropes. He had a set point for sure, I know that. And yes, as mentioned before, Djokovic v. Prismic is currently occurring on Rod Laver Arena. Will Djokovic win his 25th slam this year? Probably. Will it be the Australian Open? Probably. So it's the first year that the Australian Open's first round has spread out across three days, which is just possibly the best decision because you can't watch all these matches. You can't expect a tennis professional analyst. Analyst? Analyst. Christ, can't even say my profession properly. You can't expect them to get across all the matches in such a short time frame of only, what, two days. So spreading it out for three days is just great for the fans, and the fans that are physically attending the tournament, very jealous of those that are there in Melbourne Park this year. They get absolute ample opportunity to see all their favourite stars on close-up and personal courts, such as court 17, where Sebi Corder, my favourite man, will take to the court at 10.30am. Court 17, that's a bit of a reduction for somebody as great as Sebi Corder. He'll be taken on Vit Koprova, who is from the Czech Republic. I don't know too much about Vit. There are some absolute notable matchups tomorrow. Adrian Manorino and Stan Vavrenka is one. And Batista Agut v. Ben Shelton. I'm t- I take I take Manorino against Vavrenka just because of the form Manorino's in right now. He's that guy that's going to peak at 35 for some reason. The French are like that. Batista Agut I take over Ben Shelton. I just think that Ben Shelton's going into it expecting an easy victory and is underestimating RBA who loves a show court. I've watched him on that very show court before defeat Juan Martin Del Potro, the fifth seed in a five-setter at 2.30 a.m. in like 2015. RBA, I got you, baby. I don't know why I've said that, but we've got a real soft spot for RBA here. Good a double Aussie matchup, unfortunately, in Alexi Fofram and Mark Pullman's. That'll be on John Kane Arena. And another one in Alexander Vukic v. Jordan Thompson's. Always sad to see one of them go out. We want to be seeing more of them be pushed through to the later rounds and earn some money. These fellas are earning like 160 grand for a first-round appearance, so it is life-changing. Denis Shapovalov's going to take the court tomorrow. That'll be a very interesting one, his comeback, because he's fallen off the face of the earth. He was going to be seen as a Canadian tennis prodigy. Didn't he beat Rafa Nadal in the, Mon- I think, the... Montreal Masters in like 2017, he was seeded 150th in the world and Nadal was second. And everyone was like, who is this kid? Here, if you go check the statistics, um, Wikipedia has statistics on Masters 1000s win under the age of 22 or 21. And he's up there with all these names and he's just fallen off the face of the earth. That's Denis Shapovalov. 
He'll be taking on Jakob Menzik from the Czech Republic tomorrow on court seven. Andy Murray's taken the court as well. He's got a tough one in Thomas Martin Echeverri, who bowed out of the Adelaide International in quite a bad fashion. That'll be on show court arena. And we got Yannick Hoffman and Gail Monfils. That'll be a fun one. I really think nobody wants to come up against Yannick Hoffman, really. He's a bully with his serve. And uh, Gail is a returning monster. So that'll be a fun matchup for anybody around court six. Props to uh, Omar Jasaika. He got through on qualifiers, but he has to take on Hubie Hercox. So that'll be a tough one for him. And Alex Di Menor will take Rod Laver Arena against Milos Reinic tomorrow night. Felix Auger, Alias Seam, and Dominic Team are facing each other on Margaret Court Arena. I think that could be the first tennis match where both players lose. They are in shocking form. Probably the worst of their life, both of them. Dominic Team, I really want to see succeed, so I've got him in this match. Felix, I, I know there's a lot of fans for Felix, but Rublev's my guy, so I can't be for support more than one player, really. That's my own thing. Uh, Zizou Bergs is now versing Stefanos Tsitsipas, so we have missed out on the unfortunate matchup. Well, not the unfortunate matchup, sorry, but the exciting, promising matchup, which has unfortunately been cancelled. That was Matteo Berrettini versus Tsitsipas. No longer going ahead. Berrettini's foot is injured. That'll be tomorrow night, a Monday night, and then we head over to Tuesday, where we've got a range more of matches, including that of Carlos Alcaraz, who will take Rod Laver Arena for his first time, I believe. I'm just going out on a limb here, which is a terrible thing to do in a tennis analysis. But I genuinely don't think Alcaraz has played the Oz Open before. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Catch us on ATP Circuit Cafe on the Instagram. That's Richard Gasquet he will be versing. So an experienced matchup there who's played Australian Open probably over 10, 15 times now. Zverev takes on fellow German compatriot Dominic Kopfer. 6.30 p.m., Margaret Court Arena. We've got Dan Evans and Lorenzo Sanego. That's a good matchup. But Offner and Kokonakis, wow, I do worry for the cock there. Offner is great. I've talked about him before. Holger Rune's going to be versing Nishioka. You can never count out Nishioka. Actually, I think they versed each other before at an Adelaide International, if I'm not wrong. we got Maxi Purcell. He'll t- be taking the court as well. That's Show Court Arena against Matej Valks, if you're around. Yep, I butchered that pronunciation, not going back to it, but if you're around Show Court Arena, get around Maxi Purcell. He's an absolute legend of a bloke. Adelaide International winner will play on Tuesday. That is Year of the Hedgecare against Burnaby Zapata Morales. He is a 32nd seed, rounding out the 32 seeds of the Australian Open this year. And Jack Draper, he has got Marcus Hiron in the first round. That is Tuesday morning, which is another exciting matchup, both promising on the future coming up talents. Marcus Heron really peaking a bit later into his career, but he is promising. He's got great ground strokes. Dominic, uh, <laughs> sorry, I've just looked up and Prismich has a two breakpoint opportunities in the second set against Novak Djokovic. If something comes upon from that, I, I would be stunned. And if Diaz Acosta actually takes over Fritz, that would be a very disappointing start to 2024 for Taylor Fritz. I think one day he'll win a Grand Slam as I think Jack Draper will, who I just mentioned before. I think he'll win multiple Grand Slams. Jack Draper's got a complete game, but he is made of glass. And we have all been aware of this. If you're into tennis, you'll know Jack Draper's father is, I think his name might be Roger, or I'm getting confused with the who and Roger Daltrey, but uh, Roger Draper, perhaps, maybe, just seems fitting, is president of the Lawn Tennis Association, or was. And, uh, yeah, no nepotism there for Jack Draper, but you're going to win a Grand Slam anyway. But yeah, you're going to get criticised for that. Sorry, mate, but you've got a stunning haircut. 
It's interesting looking at the bracket, seeing whose side, who's on. We got we got Yannick Sinner in the same group as uh, Novak Djokovic, Andre Rublev. And I, I really want Yannick to, to go well this year. He's got an absolute mastermind in a coach of Aussie and actually Adelaide-born Darren Cahill. And Yannick really relies on Darren Cahill. If you watch the matches, you'll see he's looking to Darren asking, what do I do now? Yes, uh, David Zeta said he could be the mastermind of tennis. That is Darren Cahill, Yannick Sinner's current coach. Look out for it, this Oz Open. Look out for the, the guidance. Um, Yannick often, yes, looks at the coach's box and just asks simple questions. What now? What do I do? Um, win, Yannick, win, which you did today against BVD, Botic van der Sandschlup. Look, I'm carrying on here. And I think predictions would be a lot more fun once we get into the second and third round. Thank you for joining me and the first episode of uh, this, what, 15 episode thing. I'm going to get sick of my own voice by the end of it. Let's hope I keep it consistent and uh, keep this rigorous schedule up. But I'm just so excited for the Australian Open. I don't see how I could not. I'm going to love you and leave you. I'll catch you tomorrow.